Hello, and welcome to the Nonfiction Authors Podcast, where we interview experts who help you learn how to write, market, publish, promote, and profit from your book. The podcast is brought to you by the Nonfiction Authors Association.com, which is the home of the Nonfiction Writers Conference.com. We have several membership levels, all of which offer discounts on our live courses and so many other benefits. Find out more at nonfictionauthorsassociation.com slash join. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Nonfiction Authors Podcast. I'm your host, Carla King, and today's session is with Ann Janser to talk about your book marketing marathon and how to pace yourself to avoid burnout. Ann Janser is a nonfiction book coach and the author of six books about writing and marketing for authors. With a background in marketing, Ann constantly experiments with book promotion and loves to share those findings with other authors. Thank you very much. Very much. <laughs> Her books explore the science and practices behind su- successful writing and include the writer's process, writing to be understood, and get the word out. You'll find Anne next month to lead a panel discussion at the Nonfiction Writers Conference on discount book promotions to boost sales and reviews. So don't miss it. That's coming up in May 2023. Welcome, Anne. I'm so excited about your talk today in the Writers Conference. Next month, book marketing is always a challenge for authors, and we so appreciate your expertise. (laughs) I'm delighted to be here. Thanks, Carla. (laughs) And yeah, you know, I've known you um, via podcasts and group meetings and stuff for years, and you have this unique ability to help people, authors, relax during the journey. Um, And we so appreciate that. Um, Why do we, why do you think we get so stressed? We know it's coming for a long time. So, you know, how can we relax? Why do, why do we get stressed about it? So we get stressed about book marketing for so many reasons. One is that for most of us, it's an entirely new set of skills. That, that we, you know, we've just finished this amazing thing, which is writing a book, right? If it's your first book, it's this huge accomplishment. And now you're back to near the absolute beginner in the next phase, which is book marketing. So that's, that's one thing is it's all new. And another thing is that there's so much, um, you hear so much advice out there and it doesn't all fit you, but you don't know, you don't, you don't know what fits or not. So there's a million things that you could be doing. And honestly, Carla, you know, I, I still struggle a little bit with this, this kind of keeping it in balance, putting aside all the things I know I quote should unquote be doing and keeping an open mind, but just trying to keep an even keel because if I, you know, otherwise this could subsume me and I could stop writing, you know, which is not what I want to do. And I know that I'm not alone in that. I know you probably have experienced that same thing too, that am I doing enough feeling? I know. I feel like I'm missing out on so much all the time. I'm like, I'm not on book talk. You know, I'm, you know, my, on my Facebook author page is out of date, all, all of that. Okay. So what I want to do today is give you and everyone listening a little bit of, of, of peace, a little bit of understanding about what you really, you know, how to go forward to get through this, because it is, you know, this is definitely a marathon and not a sprint. And that's the the thing we need to keep in mind. And you, it doesn't do anyone. If you burn out, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters if you burn out. 
Yeah. And, you know, we're told to start really early, like a year or two before our book is done or whenever we think of the book. And it's true. We should start a mailing list and, you know, get on the social media sites and all that. So hopefully we're we're a little bit used to it by the time the book comes out. But there are authors who do that and then authors who write a book and then they're like, whoa, I have a book. Now what? Right. Now what? Right. Yeah. So start from where you are. You know, I mean, that's what you do need to do is start from where you are. Um, you know, I do spend a lot of time talking with people uh, around book launches because that the launch topic is so fraught with what should I be doing? Like a million things. And you talk to this friend who did this like long book signing tour and you talk to this friend who did this thing and gave a series of talks and, and you sit and think, oh, my gosh, how am I ever going to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, you know, th- we also have to understand that not all books are the same. Not all publishing paths are the same. Um, when, if you were talking to a lot of people who were traditionally published and maybe even traditionally published five, 10 years ago, when the retail market was how traditional publishers focus, yes, there's a ticking clock because the bookstores will return those books after, you know, three months. If they haven't been selling, the bookstores will return them. So if you're traditionally published and really hoping for the big retail channel, then yes, you really do need a big launch to try to get a lot of attention in the first few months of the book. Mm-hmm. The rest of us, it's great to have a good launch, but but time is also on our side. And we can we can take the time to build the audience and to build our platform. And that's okay too. That's a perfectly legitimate way to go. Um, in fact, that's really how I built my writing platform is sort of the slow and grow <laughs> method. Slow and grow. I love it. So the, by the rest of us, you mean the those of us who are committed to independent publishing or self-publishing? Indie or self or even hybrid publishing, where it's not mm-hmm. all about sales through the retail, through the, and by retail, I mean, brick and mortar bookstores, right? Right. Um, um, if it's not all about that, and if you're not, your topic is not super timely. I mean, if you're writing a chat GPT book right now, I'd be like, yeah, no, do a big launch because it's going to change in a month, a year from now, maybe a month from now, you know, so, um, but for the, you know, it's the brick and mortar bookstores do want the new, new thing. And so then, mm-hmm. so for them, you often really do have to focus on getting traction right away. Um, but mm-hmm. hybrid presses and, and other kinds of books, we have more time in indie, indie authors. Right. Um, so during, I suppose you have a, a, a big, long, I know I do. I have this long book launch checklist that I've compiled over years. And I realize that when I launch a book, I often leave half of the things out or even three quarters of the things out because it's a list of possibilities, really. Yes. Yeah. And so, so there's a couple practices in there. One is first make a checklist and repeat, you know, wherever we can make processes out of and our book marketing is good because you don't want to keep reinventing the wheel. Um, what I've learned to do with my book launch checklist is I, I color code it. I say essentials. These are the things I have to do. If I don't do this, the book is, you know, things that I really, you know, really, really want to do my most, the core of my book launch and then optional extras. So I give myself immediate permission to say, if this slides off the plate, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because I focus on that that middle part, which is playing to my strengths, right? So this here's my piece of advice, no matter where you are, if you're launching or if you've already got a book out and you're trying to figure out how should I spend my time marketing? One is play to your strengths. Um, you know, if 
somebody tells you the best thing you do need to do is to I've had someone say, here's my success. I load the trunk of my car with my books and I drive to museums all over and everyone I see. And this guy just loved talking to people. And I would just as soon like throw myself off a cliff before I did what he did. It's like, that is not my strength. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so play to your strengths. I would rather see every author choose one or two things that they're going to do really, really well. And that can be your your book marketing strategy. That can be your launch platform. That can be, you know, it's, do you have a community of people really work that community? Do you do a good job speaking? Do a podcast tour and get on podcasts or start your own podcast. Pick one or two things and do them really well. In addition to sort of, you know, essentials, maybe emails to your list, things like that. Um, and you will do better than the author who has a list of 12 things and they try to do them all. And they do them all kind of haphazardly. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just, I really think, or you'll do at least as well. Maybe you won't do better, but you'll do at least as well. And you'll come out at the other end feeling okay and that you can maintain this because we all know that after the launch, you are not done. That's just the beginning, right? Book marketing is this marathon and you need to be now inhabiting book promotion is going it, to, it's it's a guest that has moved into your house, whether or not you've made them welcome. So set the boundaries, let them know, you know, what the house rules are and let them live with you. So choose a guest that you can live with. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do know so many authors, including myself, who have been promoting the same book for over a decade. And yeah. as an indie author, you do, you know, there, there's, there are ebbs and flows. There might be stuff in the news or trends that happen that boost sales and you can take advantage of those when that happens and just let it lie when it doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. We're not done. We, we keep supporting these books. And so you better feel comfortable in the ways that you support them. You better be doing something that you're comfortable with. Um, the, the counterpart to that advice is don't be afraid to discover new strengths you know, book marketing, you maybe have never gone given talks before or done podcast guesting. How do you know if you're any good at it unless you try it? So this is a wonderful opportunity to actually grow your skills, um, explore things. So you need to try to balance that open mind, willing to learn and try with not taking on everything in the universe. And that's that's the, the critical balance. And when you can find that, you have a sustainable a sustainable writing life, a sustainable author life, you know, so. Right, right. And checking sales figures, you know, I, I remember when I launched my last book, I kept checking the sales figures and it was like, it was so depressing to do that. And I thought, okay, this can't be true. I'm going to go over here to Nielsen and check to see if the Amazon thing is true. You know, it was just making me insane. Yeah, we really need to be careful. That, that becomes, I, I think we get a little dopamine hit from seeing a sale, right? So you get in the yeah. cycle of, of just feeding the wrong brain chemicals. In, and social in, media engagement too, like Facebook likes and et cetera. Yeah, we really need to, you know, think, I like to think of, of all of that data, like, like the, the sales data, the likes, all of that is, is like the wake of a ship and not the ship itself. <laughs> so you're when you're tracking it, you're paying a lot of attention to the wake to see where it's been, but we really need to be focused on the people. We need really to be, to be focused on the people on that ship, that where is the ship going, and those are our readers. And focusing too much on that data 
I think makes us chase the wrong things. It makes us think of how can I get those clicks up? How can I, you know, spur more sales? And, and sales are a little bit of a different issue because they are a more direct reflection of immediate behavior. But mm-hmm. um, you know, how can I chase that data rather than how can I serve my readers? How can I provide value to the readers? How can I be generous? How can I, um, uh, you know, see where people are going, what they need, and and show up there? Uh, so you need to put some limits around around that checking. <laughs> and you know, I saw this podcast with you. Uh, I think it was Draft to Digital, Mark. Um, you were talking about servant authorship, and that feels like what you're talking about now. Can you explain that? What that is? Yes, yeah. So this is a philosophy that I find so useful in writing my books and in promoting my books, which is simply this that. I think of myself as writing to serve others. Whenever I'm writing, it's like, well, how does this serve the reader? This comes from a parallel in the business world of servant leadership, where we say that the leader isn't there to promote themselves and aggrandize themselves, but to serve the people that they lead. And as an author, as a writer, we are there to serve our readers. And what this does is it takes the pressure off. It takes that that self-referential uh, pressure. Oh my God, am I going to look stupid? Is this enough? Am I any good? And it takes that out of the equation because you're really focusing on what people need. And it guides you in everything from what to put in the book, maybe even what publishing path to take. What's the publishing path that's going to serve my reader is a really legitimate question. Um, and and of course, it helps to infuse the book promotion What? How do I get this book in front of the people that is really going to best serve? That is what book marketing is about. Really, marketing is about matching a product and getting it to its audience. And that's a generous thing, not a buy my book, buy my book thing. It's a generous thing. So sponsorship. Yeah. I love that. And it sort of makes sense what you said about looking, uh, don't look so much at the wake, but you have to look at the wake sometimes to see if you're right serving yes. the right people. When is the time to do that? Um, well, we always want to learn. We want to get the feedback so that so there are hints in the wake to the feedback of people like if they if people respond to an email or a podcast interview, um, then you know that you've you've resonated, uh, and so that is important. Uh, the issue is it's quickly so quickly becomes addictive. So unless I'm actually running a a specific book promotion campaign, and I want to see, let's say I'm doing a discount. I'm going to watch those sales day to day because I want to see how it's doing to learn. Uh, But otherwise, I think it's safe to just sort of do a monthly check of your sales and tally up those numbers. Uh, You know, I put some boundaries around it for your own personal mental health Mm -hmm. as opposed to, and and also where you put your focus and your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So track the data, but don't live by the data. Right. And um, I notice that I get a lot of, um, I guess, validation, or I feel like I'm in service when I get replies to my email marketing, which has become less marketing these days than like just talking to, to the people that have been there for a long time. Yes, that's, that's the secret of it. You know, you're really, what you're trying to do in this... <laughs> So there's an irony, Carla, because I decided my first book was about marketing and it did really well. But then I thought, you know, I really 
I'd like to write about writing because you know what? I don't want to spend my life in marketing. <laughs> so yeah. What do you do as an author? You're, oh, you're marketing. Um, so so the, one of the cores of that book was that um, it's really about the relationship. We're moving to a business world where people aren't just buying widgets or something, buying books. They are finding value in the relationships that they find. So as you say, your newsletters go out and people respond as because you're actually in a relationship. You know, you're, you're building a trust, uh, you're exchanging communication. And that is really valuable. I mean, other people could write a book on your topic, but other people won't have that relationship that you have with your readers. You know, that's right. A lot of authors, are, are they write a book and then they second guess and go, well, wait, there's 10 other books by famous people here. Why did I write this book? And they start, yeah, how do you, how do you talk to these people? If you really bring yourself to your book, yeah. you know, if you are really not just writing, oh, here's all the stuff I know, but really writing yourself into the book, mm -hmm. then yes, of course, it will be this maybe on the same topic, but it will be uniquely you and it will show up to a different group of people, the people that you resonate with, that you build that uh, relationship with. Um, you know, I I wrote my my best known book is a book about writing. Well, geez, there's a few books about writing out there in the world, and I love a bunch of them. So it's not like I'm thinking, you know, what the world needs, you know. But <laughs> but I was really passionate about this sort of psychology of writing, and I thought I think there are people who would find this really helpful. So if you focus on that sort of an authorship, it really kind of helps you find your angle, your specific reason. Mm -hmm for writing and, and the way it's going to land in the world. Yeah. And that's you being your authentic self and reaching people Yeah, through, through, uh, I don't know what I want to say. Uh, I guess often just being authentic, which is maybe how you have to decide what social media channels to use, et cetera. I, I saw somebody who said he just um, published Instagram reels for, uh, one one a day for a month just to see how it felt. And you know, what did he think? What did he? How did well, it feel for him? I'm trying to remember who this was now, but um, he, he's like, I'm not going to do it again. But it got easier. You know, now I can do it every once in a while when I think it's uh appropriate. Yeah. So let's talk about social media because you know yeah. here's where we land in that world of FOMO, fear of missing out, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um. Uh, so what I like about what this guy did was he said, I'm going to do this experiment and I'm going to see if this is a strength or make it a strength. And I think it helps. It's useful to approach book marketing in this way. It's like, well, that's interesting. I'm going to see. I've talked to people who just, you know, they hate, they absolutely hate, hate, hate being on video. It's like, well, then forget about, for, don't, don't try to do video, right? Mm -hmm. Easy enough. I mean, if you try it. And you can get past that and you discover it's okay, that's fine. But if not, don't do it. Um, some people who just would rather just just can't spend time on social media. It's like, then fine, that's not going to be part of your platform. You're going to need to have other strengths in place to take care of that instead. Um, and that's okay too. Um, I just, I don't, you know, should we all be on book talk, right? You brought that up. It's, it's, I have given myself permission to say that would be fascinating. And when I have time, maybe I'll look at it, but I have other more important <laughs> things to look at right now. And that's okay for me. But if you, you know, I'm also willing to look at what people do and learn from it. And this, I think, is the mindset that authors need to bring when we 
go to the Nonfiction Authors Association and see all this fantastic advice, or we go to the conference and I know there's going to be wonderful stuff there that I want to learn. Go with an open learning mind, but recognize you're just going to have to tier and slot in what mm-hmm. you want to experiment with and what you want to try and, you know, try it on like a pair of shoes. Does this fit me or does it, you know, do these hiking boots make my feet bleed as I go on with them? Don't wear them, right? <laughs> so let's let's see what works. And you are the, in control of that. You are the, the judge of that and not uh, what everybody says you should be doing. So be willing to question established wisdom about book marketing. Be willing to do that. Um, if you do it from a place of a deep understanding of your strengths, your book, your audience, um, mm-hmm. those are the the guiding principles that you should use to determine what fits you and not. Mm-hmm. And a month feels to me like a good time, you know, a good amount of time. Am I getting results or am I not? Right? Yeah. Is this fun or is it not? Yes. Yeah. It takes a while to to figure out if something's new to us, what, you know, so I, I like that he gave it a month and a month of every day. That's a, he came out knowing something more about himself, about the mm-hmm. process and about skills that he might use later. Mm-hmm. So he might do one reel a month or he might do reels around a book launch or who knows what he'll do. He's got another something in his toolkit, but he knows where it fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't believe we're almost out of time. Do you have any last tips before we sign off? Uh, um, you know, just try to approach book promotion and book marketing with the same creativity that you approach writing your book. I think that's my best advice. And and try to put it in that um, in that framework because too often we feel stressed out about it. And if we say, wait, no, I'm going to be creative. I'm going to experiment. This will be fun and interesting. It changes our relationship to it and it becomes something that we can really inhabit in our writing lives. Yeah, thanks for that. And um, finally, one more question. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the the session at the Nonfiction Writers Conference that you're leading? Yes, I am leading a session on doing discount book promotions. So this was one of my learning experiences early on. Um, for my my first books was I said, I'm going to experiment with sales. And my first sale was a terrible disaster and nothing, nobody came. And so I kept, <laughs> I kept, but I kept cycling through. It's like, well, maybe I could, maybe I need to do this. Maybe I should do this. And I kept building it and experimenting and I've come up with processes. And I think this has been a really important part of the way that I built my readership because it helps me find and reach people outside of my normal circles. Um, so I'm sharing with you my processes uh, on how to do that. And um, if you are interested, come and listen and put, but again, listen to it through this. Well, would I be willing to spend a little time experimenting like this? Does this sound interesting to me? Can it be kind of a fun puzzle? Um, if so, you can consider adding it to your book marketing strategies. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm totally interested in it because I haven't done it that much. So um, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what your system is. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and thank you so much for being here again. I really just um, appreciate you and your talks and your podcasts and uh, interviews and and all your books, which are so useful. So oh, thanks thank you, for Carla. those. Yeah. And uh, you can find Anne at Anne with an E Jancer.com. Thanks again for joining and thanks to our listeners for joining us today and every week. 
For a list of guests and topics coming up, please check our events page at nonfictionauthorsassociation.com, where you'll find extensive show notes, links, and a transcript of this episode and all the episodes, and also a list of webinars, courses, the conference, and other events. You won't believe how many free reports we have for you to help you write and publish and market and courses by Anne and other experts. And uh, you just have to subscribe. It's free. So to find out. Until next, next week, this is Carla King with a reminder to keep writing. The world needs your experience and expertise. Thank you. Hey, just a couple more things. I want to give a shout out to our awesome sponsors and partners, which you can find in our resources section, along with a huge list of experts who can help you with every aspect of your publishing journey. Thanks again for your time. And please join us each week by subscribing to our YouTube channel or on your favorite podcast audio app.